Hi, welcome to North of 48. In the news now, it's it's been about the pipeline, the Keystone pipeline that's supposed to go down to the states. It's been blocked. Uh, President Biden's blocked it. Uh, the Alberta government's on the hook for billions of dollars for having gone ahead and tried to build it. Sad, sad state of events. But once again, I will stress... Most Canadians, no Albertan that I know of, wants the pipeline to go south. If there was a pipeline built, we would like a secure pipeline built to the west and the east coast. That's the only way this is going to work in Alberta. We still do need oil products. We are going to a green revolution. There's more solar, there's more wind. You know, South Alberta, one of the North America's biggest windmill sorry one of canada's biggest windmill sites is opening up so that's good news but you know the spills that that pipelines can cause especially in recent years but i want to talk to you today about the second biggest oil spill that you haven't heard about next on north of 48 The Colonial Pipeline, it consists of more than 5,500 miles, that's 8,900 kilometers of pipeline, originating at Houston, Texas on the Gulf Coast and terminating at the Port of New York in New Jersey. The pipeline travels through the coastal states of Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Branches from the main pipeline also reached Tennessee. It delivers a daily average of 100 million U.S. gallons of gasoline, home heating oil, aviation fuel, and other refined petroleum products to communities and businesses through the south and eastern United States. The main lines are 40 inches and 36 inches in diameter with one devoted to gasoline and the other carrying products such as jet fuel and diesel fuel and home heating oil. The pipeline connects directly to major airports along the system. 15 tank farms store more than 10 million U.S. gallons and provide a 45-day supply for local communities. Products move through this line at a rate of about 3 to 5 miles per hour. Now, eight major oil companies be began discussing a Gulf Coast to East Coast pipeline in 1956. Sinclair Pipeline, Texaco, Gulf, American Oil, the Pure Oil Company, Phillips Petroleum, the Cities, and Continental Oil filed papers in Delaware to establish Suwanee Pipeline Company which changed its name to Colonial Pipeline. The current owners include Kosh Industries, South Korea's National Pension Service, 
Kohlberg, Kravis Roberts. Case de Depot, Placement de Quebec. Royal Dutch Shell and Industry Funds Management. In the early evening of August 14, 2020, two people riding an ATV near the Euler Nature Preserve in Huntersville saw a strange phenomenon, liquid gurgling from beneath the ground and spreading downhill. More than four feet below, at least 63,000 gallons of gasoline were leaking from a rupture in a pipeline owned by Colonial Pipeline. The rider notified the town fire department, and at 5.42 p.m. that day, firefighters and pipeline officials were dispatched. The company confirmed that two teenagers riding ATVs discovered the spill. One of the individuals called his parents, who called a personal friend who works for Colonial Pipeline, and the other called 911. The fire department and Colonial employee arrived at the scene at the same time. The pipeline employee confirmed the leak and notified Colonial's control center in Georgia. The pipeline was shut down within minutes after the release was confirmed, and Colonial, in conjunction with a variety of local partners, began the response effort. But this is a different story than what Colonial originally told two state lawmakers shortly after the incident. They described to us that their Atlanta facility had seen a pressure drop in the line. State Rep. Christy Clark, who represents Huntersville, then a constituent told me about the ATV rider, and that's when the story from Colonial changed. The pipeline company reported that only 63,000 gallons of gasoline had been spilled, but throughout the fall, that number steadily crept up to 173,000 gallons in September, 311,000 gallons in November. The company now says nearly 1.2 million gallons have been leaked. That number could still rise as more assessments are done. Well, Pipeline owners tend to undershoot their initial estimates of spills. This level of screw-up is somewhat astronomical and not normal, said Jared Margolis, a senior attorney at the Center for Biological Diversity. It's unclear why the initial estimates are so far off. The age of the pipeline, Margolis speculated, may have been a culprit in how the exact number was missed. Unlike newer pipelines, older ones like the Colonial Pipeline don't have the same mechanisms in place to monitor spills and leaks. This is a 40-some-year-old pipeline, it just doesn't have that kind of technology. The company has been doing damage control since the summer. Officials continued to gradually and quietly raise estimates of the spill in the press. It bought out three properties near the leak site, spending more on those purchases than it spent on environmental penalties leveled against it over the past three decades. Yet the company has not disclosed the cause of the crack in the pipe segment outside of Charlotte. That same segment had also been repaired in 2004. The company said the cause of the crack remains under investigation. Margolis said that the Colonial Pipeline is so old that its anti-corrosion mechanism is inadequate. That's scary, he said, pointing out that newer pipelines with updated technology still have accidents. 
A colonial sport spokesperson said in an email, this section of pipeline is protected by an epoxy coating. In addition, colonial employs protection and related close interval surveys among other safety measures. Water that residents here are using and now one state senator wants answers. State Senator Natasha Marcus wants answers. What I'm hearing on the ground from people who live near this spill, this leak, um, are not, they're telling me something different than what Colonial Pipeline had told me in our most recent update. Marcus has been pushing for accountability from Colonial Pipeline after 63,000 gallons of gasoline leaked three weeks ago. We have a very deep well, and so I'm hoping that uh, if we uh, it won't be contaminated. Huntersville resident Shannon Ward lives near the leak site. Colonial Pipeline recently gave her this contract, asking her to switch to city water and cap her drinking well. The company said they would give her a one-time payment of $1,000 if she agrees not to sue. It is concerning when residents on the ground are having these offers, kind of uh, high-pressure offers, to hurry up and sign away their legal rights uh, in return for the ability to hook up to city water. Um, we need to know why. We need to know if there's contamination. We need to know why certain residents are getting this offer, not others. She's calling on the company to do more extensive testing. It's a very serious gasoline leak here in Huntersville, and we cannot take it lightly. One of the questions is why some residents uh, are getting that offer while others aren't. Uh, we reached out to Colonial Pipeline. The company tells me in a statement uh, in, within the last hour, quote, we want to assure the community that at this time all data has indicated no detections of petroleum constituents in residential water wells. Uh, the company says that they made uh, that offer out of an abundance of caution. The company is expected to provide an update at tomorrow's town board meeting, uh, which starts at 6 o'clock. We're live in Huntersville, Matt Grant, Fox 40 getting results. Man. Last night, my five-year-old son asked, Dad, what do you do at work? Man, that's not an easy question to answer. What do I do? I keep over 5,000 miles of pipes running underground. I care for the energy that Americans use every day to get to work, pick up their kids, go to the beach. What do I do? I'm one man of many men and women protecting this energy and the people who use it. Together at Colonial Pipeline, we make sure that there's always enough for communities. And we keep the energy safe for the people who use it. A massive gas leak in Huntersville is now much worse than when we were first told. Yeah, two teens discovered the Colonial Pipeline leak back in August, and today Fox 46 learned the spill is one of the largest ever in the U.S. Fox 46's Derek Dellinger first broke new details of the spill today. He is live in the newsroom and just spoke with the mayor of Huntersville about the shocking new numbers on how much gas has leaked. Derek? Yeah, and Huntersville Mayor John Anarella says that report, which is a comprehensive site assessment that Colonial was required to release, it raises a ton of questions for him. Questions that he says Colonial and the state will have to be answering. The big story, though, out of this side assessment is this. They are now estimating that a total of 1.2 million gallons of gas seeped out through a wall crack in the pipeline. The leak is already the biggest ever in North Carolina, and it could become now one of the biggest in the country. And so far, they have only recovered a little over half of that 1.2 million gallon amount. Huntersville Mayor John Anarella says the details of this crack and the amount that they're estimating now puts town leaders in a position to ask very specific questions about the leak, which has been a problem now for five months.
clearly they've underestimated for a very long time uh, the impact uh, from this. And I think I'm really surprised that with all the monitoring that goes on with these pipelines, that a wall crack wasn't uh, detected uh, with just by their monitoring. Uh, and, and, I, and I wonder what was wrong there. And speaking of that monitoring, it is worth emphasizing here that this leak was discovered by two teens who were riding around the area of the pipeline five months ago, and it has led really since then to all that is happening out there. Now, Anna Relish says the State Department of Environmental Quality and Colonial will be both part of a town board meeting coming up at the beginning of next month where questions will be put to them both. Brian? Yeah, in a story, it just keeps getting worse, and I know you'll keep following. Derek Dellinger live in the newsroom for us tonight. The Linden, New Jersey. When I tell my son what I do, how do I tell him that because of my work, our family can jump in our car and visit grandma and grandpa every Thanksgiving? That Mr. Watson, the bus driver, can pick him up and get him to preschool every day? How do I tell him because of Colonial Pipeline, the fighter jets he pretends to fly count on folks like his dad to get their fuel where it's needed, when it's needed? We feel the long-haul trucker, so we can make it home in time for dinner. The ambulance that keeps the family intact. The airplane bringing my son's mother back home to us right now. What do I do? I am the energy that moves our friends and neighbors forward. The energy that moves families. The energy that moves America. I am Colonial Pipeline. First at six, a new demand. Colonial Pipeline must abide by. They're being told to test more wells and water in Huntersville. This comes following a massive gas leak back in August, and the cleanup and investigation continues. Fox 46 Chief Legal Correspondent Seema Iyer is live in the newsroom with a report just released by the state. Seema, what have you learned? I have learned a lot, and I'm still doing some investigation. Now, the North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality just submitted their review of the Hunterville gas spill assessment which includes a long list of what they call deficiencies. The Colonial Pipeline gas leak occurred in August of 2020, as you all remember. And then on September 25th, the DEQ served them with a notice of violation. Colonial Pipeline submitted their comprehensive site assessment on January 20th, 2021. Now, after an extensive review of that assessment, DEQ finds it lacks critical information necessary to determine the full extent of the impacts of this event. And I'm quoting them. Now, specifically, DEQ listed 22 items that need addressing. This includes the well sampling radius is five, has to extend 500 feet, installing more wells, monitoring air and noise, and providing more information on service water, particularly the nearby springs. I did reach out to Colonial Pipeline this morning about talking to an expert about the state's recent requirements. They declined my request. However, they did give us a statement saying, in part, they're reviewing the state's request, and some of what they asked is already being done. 
They went on to say they will work diligently to, to fulfill DEQ's request and Colonial Pipeline. Here's an open invitation to sit down and talk to me about any of this anytime. You can read their full statement at fox46.com. Yeah, Seema, this has already been going on for a while. How long does Colonial Pipeline have to come into compliance? April 26th. So, tick-tock. So I'm also going to say that the, there's been three houses that have been bought out in the area. Residents have been asked to go on the city water. They've been offered a $1,000 offer from the company if they'll sign a contract not holding Colonial Pipelines to account in the future. So between a slick PR campaign and I'm going to say between the mainstream media's reluctance to give people actual news, how many people have actually known this was happening? This happened in August of 2020. Here we are in April of 2021. So I'm not personally against the pipeline. What I am against is slothful and bad engineering. If you are going to do a pipeline, why wouldn't you overbuild it? Why wouldn't it be safe? Especially nowadays, everybody's environmentally conscious. And if you are going to have, get a go ahead for a pipeline, it needs to be overbuilt. It needs to not leak. It needs to have a plan in place. Now the pipeline running from uh, Alberta to through Jasper to Vancouver that actually has significant safety aspect to it. Um, they can fly drones or helicopters along the pipeline and check for leaks. Uh, that's our, how advanced it, it, it has gotten. And for every pumping station there's a um it's dug in with um a liner and with gravel to hold enough of the oil in case there's a leak and leaks usually happen at pumping stations in this case with colonial it was a sidewall on the pipeline that should have been captured it should have been caught this is Part of what I don't like about this story is we're just learning about this now, the rest of us in North America. And um, the fact it seems so sloppy, to be honest. Now, Colonial Pipeline is a history of spills. Uh, October 31st, 2016. A uh, main line exploded and burned in Shelby County, Alabama after being hit by a traco during repairs. September 9th, 2016, a leak was detected in Shelby County, Alabama, spilling an estimated 252,000 U.S. gallons, 954,000 liters of summer-grade gasoline. 2015, a leak was discovered in Centerville, Virginia by a restaurant employee. October 3rd, 2012, there was a leak. February 1999, May 30th, 1997, 
June 26, 1996. This goes all the way back to the 70s. And um, you would think, so my question to you is, is it easier for a company to pay the penalties to the U.S. government than it is to have a comprehensive safety program on a pipeline? You know, they have all these risk analysis people and they, they figure these things out at these companies. Our laws, our rules have to take that into account. And we need to force these companies to do the safety regulations like they say they're doing and going to do. Or else you kiss pipelines goodbye. But is it safer on a train? We've had the had the big train incident in Quebec, in and it killed uh, quite a few people. There was another incident in BC where a train had its brakes on, but no engineers were in sight. I mean, the, this slothful, this 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 laziness, almost this not attention to detail, is killing us. People's lives and well-being are at stake through all of this. The companies. Companies have to err on the side of caution. They have to err on the side of their the people that they run these pipelines through in the communities. We can't get away from oil and gas yet. We know we, we've come a long way in the last 10 years with, with solar energy, with the wind farms, and we, we hope we, uh, we keep going. I, w- I would like to see thorite uh, reactors out. The only reason we don't have thorite reactors which is a fairly clean way of um, efficient energy is because the nuclear was promoted, uh, especially through the 50s and 60s, because the remnants of the nuclear energy you can make weapons with. We need to have a more peaceful coexistence, in my estimation. But getting back to the pipelines, we we still need the oil, we need the fuel, we need the plastics. We hope not to need them as much in the future, But safely getting from point A to point B is a main consideration. And it boggles my mind why these companies who are advocating for these pipelines don't, like I say, overbuild it. Why not overbuild it? Make sure it's structured fine. The restrictions in both countries, in Canada and the U.S., are different. A Canadian pipeline, I'm going to say, is built safer and stronger and has more checks because the same Canadian company building pipelines in the states that pipeline is leaked whereas in in Canada not so much so that kind of tells me that the 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 crews that are working with on them maybe a different qualification or the engineers are, are letting things go so I almost think we need a North American way of doing it a minimum level of safety but again we need to I can't emphasize enough that it should be over and above what is required. I don't care if it costs an extra dollar. If you want to get that oil to market, that's what you have to do. So looking at the Keystone XL pipeline, will will that pipeline create jobs if it goes south into the United States from Hardesty, Alberta? Well, TransCanada Energy said the pipeline would create nearly 119,000 jobs. A State Department report instead concluded the project would require fewer than 2,000 two-year construction jobs and that the number of jobs would hover around 35 after construction. Will it lower gas prices? Well, 
you know, the Keystone XL oil would be sent to markets overseas and could even lead to higher prices at U.S. pumps. And there's a devastating environmental consequence of the project. It it will go through aquifers and um, sensitive environmental concerns. Now, again, I'm not against the pipeline. I am against it going south, and I'm against it going willy-nilly. I think as, as a bunch of people, if the pipeline people and companies could prove that it's a safe process, they would win backing. As it is, they're able to control the media, and we don't know about that spill in Huntersville. I just found out about it today, and it's been going since August of 2020. Let's talk about COVID for a few minutes before I let you go. So there's a fellow who came in from Brazil, and he works for TC Energy up in Alberta. He met some people who then in turn went to three different sites. Well, that fellow brought back the Brazilian variant. So now variant cases are up in in the province of Alberta. And I'm back to companies behaving badly. That fellow who came up from Brazil was supposed to be in a 14-day lockdown. He was supposed to be tested. Instead, he meets with people that he gives the virus to who meet with other people. There's one guy dead right now from contacting the the virus and two others in hospital. Again, from a company perspective, they're being slothful. They're not doing what they said they would do. And it's really mind-boggling. And I think that's why we have so many COVID cases and variant cases. So originally the COVID was called the boomer remover and older people were highly affected and and it showed the weakness of the senior care in housing and accommodations in both countries Canada and the US and England the UK now the new variants are are, are causing younger people to become sick extremely so So do me a favor, wear your mask, wash your hands, and stay safe. We're not out of it yet. We still got a battle. We got to save our environment, do things better, and we got to save ourselves and our families as well. So take care till next time. This has been North of 48. Bye.